welcome, welcome, welcome back everyone to the Two Ball Podcast. Today's episode is with Alex O'Brien. Alex is a social media and marketing expert for one of the leading online golf retailers. We talk all things Bryson DeChambeau and Matt Wolf. We talk big putters, golf swings that we're currently liking at the moment, branding, all things branding and marketing, night golf. We touch on loads of stuff. So without further ado, roll the intro music. spoke about no, i'm so. sure we'll find new stuff to say <laughs> but welcome 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 back um this is the second time we're filming this particular episode audio issues out of the way my fault apologies but welcome alex and thanks for thanks for coming back um, yeah, and welcome <laughs> welcome back callum um again Cheers. we we haven't had the we've had this conversation before, but I think we were definitely going to have these conversations again because I can't actually remember a lot about what we spoke about when we first filmed the podcast. But um, Alex, just a little quick introduction to yourself, I suppose. It's probably the best way to start, if you don't mind. Off, off you go. Yeah, so uh, I work uh, for a golfing retailer. Um, I run a social media channel um, that has about forty thousand uh, followers currently, um, and about the same on Facebook as well. Um, and I've been working in the marketing space in just over a year now. Um, I've been playing for probably, I'd say, 15 years now. Um, I play off about just under four, so I'm about 3.8. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to be on the podcast. Nice one. I'm just, I'm gorgeous. Callum's just sat there munching away on his chocolate brioche. <laughs> I've had a busy day at work. Come on, I need to. I feel myself it needs, up somehow. It needs the, needs the sugar high. It needs the sugar high. Mm. So, Alex, just again, just to touch on you, you know, obviously our listeners are keen to understand a bit, obviously, about your professional. I'm going to I'm going to mm. use the word career because I think that's a good word to use. I think so, yeah. I think that's a good word to use. But I, I want to talk about your professional career. I also want to talk about your current golf game, what you're currently mm. using in the bag. Again, we briefly touched on it, but I, the only thing I can remember is that we have the same driver. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that was about it. Um, I think the best best place to start is probably the golf game. Let's let's establish yep. some common ground on that. What's okay. what's what, so you say you're currently playing off three point eight. Eight. Yeah. Eight. Three point eight. So that you know, those for me and me and Cam, those numbers. I'm just I am waiting for the day when I break single. Oh, figures. I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to go the opposite. I thought you were going to say those numbers are. There is a I'll tell you what, there is a lot, a lot of work to be done at the moment with my golf game and I'm really, really looking forward to getting back. Do you, a quick question. What do you think is gonna be the biggest change, if any, when we go back? Do you think there's gonna be any sort of COVID restrictions that are gonna change the game? And even even as far as going to a range. I know that we're current, you know, when you yeah. go to a range you're separated, but what do you think is gonna be the biggest change that you're gonna notice? I mean I think we're gonna we're gonna see the the uh, advancements in the pin technology that we saw after the last lockdown with the with the raisable cups um obviously that's definitely going to stay and i imagine with the change to the rulings where you can leave the flags in when you're putting um i imagine that will be there for the rest of you know rest of time i don't think i don't think anybody complains about not having to bend over to pick up your golf ball um yep, and i think we'll probably see it's sad to say but the end of sort of the range sessions where you've got you know five or six of your mates in a range bay it's just the the reality of the day but that will probably also bring with it um a good change in the fact that range sessions will probably become more practice focused um there'll be less of a social side of it obviously because we can't yeah. you can't sit around and have a beer at the range at the moment so uh i think if you're going to the range you're probably going to practice so i think people will be practicing hard and uh ready to go back to golf really quickly Oh, I, I agree with that one, like the last bit about practising. Yeah. I think me and George took it too much as a social side of things um, rather than practising. Like I, I think we... I think well, there was no, there's before. nothing better than an evening at the range with your mates. Oh, n- nothing, nothing, especially better. when you've got the, the new top tracers as well. Um, if you've yeah. got them and you're, and you're smacking balls on the uh, long drive or whatever it is, it's, uh, it's definitely an but enjoyable I, I, experience. I think that, that sociable part of the game, though, is definitely nothing that we should ever lose in the game. Right? I think that's oh, the, whole, the, ho- the whole yeah. reason why I got started. It's the whole, you know, being able to go down and having, you know, four or five of your mates in a bay and just smacking a driver. It was the, it was what got me started. Yeah, it is to, good fun, you know, yeah. It's what got me started to play golf. and that social aspect of the game um you know we know from previous conversations that you know you obviously have small very very small wages with your friends tell us a little bit about those because i think that they're quite funny and me and callum want to start in you know having that part of our game as well yeah yeah so obviously the beauty of golf is uh you can play again you can play competitive matches against people 
of all of all like, abilities. You know, the handicap system obviously brings that in. So uh, I've got a good group of mates and family that all play golf. Um, and often when the trash talk gets a bit uh, a bit weighty, we often end up having bets on bets on games. You know, twenty pound for a winner for the winner, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, on a, when when there's four balls, or we've even had two two four balls following each other where you put, all put twenty quid in, and the winner takes home yeah hundred yep. quid or something. So uh, it can start to make golf feel a bit more serious than it has to be. But uh, but if they're going to talk trash, you've got to put them in their place. Every <laughs> <Yeah, hour>. that's, <laughs> that's that's enjoyable though, I think, especially if you've yeah, got two. How does it, how sure. it work with regards to having two four balls? Because I know you obviously you can go off after each other, but how do you bet against each other in that sense? Is it lower score? Oh, well, normally you do Stableford points. Yeah, Stableford, so you, yeah. So, yeah, so you've got your handicap and you score every hole, and uh, and you can either do Stableford or I mean, if you were to really get into it, you could set up you know little tournaments like little. Where you play, you play in a four ball, and the two winners then go into another four ball the next week, and the, the losers go into cool. a four ball that way. Yeah. I mean, that's that, that type of stuff's really really fun, and uh, it, you know you can do multi round things where you have a, a running score over three rounds. It depends how far you want to go with it, and also how much money you want to lose because as uh, far as possible, because <laughs> I know I'm going to win. That's all I can say. <laughs> the thing, the thing for me about wages and all that kind of stuff, I suppose it. You know, I am one. I am not. I, I am not one to thrive under pressure. I am. I, I, I tend to crumble under pressure. And Callum's <laughs> the complete opposite. Whenever there's some sort of money involved, or there's ever sort of competition. You know, some, yeah, so, something that's at stake. There is something at stake. Whether you hit this, you you need to hit the fairway on this shot. This will be the last shot of the day, or whatever it is. But. Callum will hit that fairway, and it tends to be never me that will. I'm always the one that will crumble under that 18th tee pressure. And adding any sort of wages or adding any sort of monetary value or score, it just tends to send my game south. And I'd have no idea why it is. I suppose you know you might be able to touch on that as to when you started playing. And then you kind of thought, you know what, well, I'm going to take this a little bit more seriously. Now, we touched on this when we first recorded this podcast about you entering those single figures. And when do you tend to switch yeah. that mindset on, do you know what, I'm going to start taking this seriously now? Because yeah. I think my question is, at what point do you start playing for score? I suppose, you know, when do you start? To... Yeah, as opposed yeah. to actually enjoying the game. Or can I you mean, do I both? don't necessarily think it needs to be an ability-linked thing. I don't think you need to be, say, I don't say you need to be a five handicapper before you start worrying about score or playing competitively because in in members clubs and stuff like that you've got you know saturday roundups you've got all sorts of weekly competitions where you can go in and take it as seriously as as a a major tournament um but i would say that there needs to be a switch in your brain that if you're playing golf for score then it is no longer a you can still enjoy yourself you can still have fun but you're not playing for fun anymore you're playing to win there yeah. is a very there's a there's a switch in your head that needs to flick and you need to go out there to win, um, but I I I think I personally I prefer playing golf without a scorecard in my pocket. I prefer going out with my mates and trying to play good golf, obviously. And yeah, you always want to try and hit fairways and hit greens and make birdies. But but the the times I go out with a card, I, I you know and it's been noted before that I'm a different player when I'm thinking about scoring well because you want to take mm-hmm. it seriously. You look at the range card, you look, you get your yeah. you know, your range finder out and stuff like that. But um, yeah, in terms of taking it seriously and what point to do that, I think it's the point where you want to you want to make golf a sport rather than a hobby. Because mm-hmm. um, a lot of people they they think golf is just walking around a golf course with you know with your mates it is a sport in the at the end of the day and as soon yeah. as you want to make it a sport then you have to start in my opinion that that's when you have to start taking it seriously yeah and, I th- uh, yeah i think for, for me as well when it comes to the scoring and the wagering and actually putting you know uh, uh, some sort of competitive value on your game you know they're the times when i wouldn't take a risky shot or i wouldn't take yeah. a shot that potentially could you know a very very high risk high risk high reward yeah yeah exactly i wouldn't take those shots and i suppose that's the element of the game for me that i enjoy yeah. it's the taking the risk and, and i can afford to do that when i'm not playing for score or playing you know i've got 20 quid on the line you know yeah. I, I, I want to be able to find the sort of the perfect mix of that though i want to be able to yeah. you know because it, it's good to like to be serious as well and and actually work on your game and shoot those lower scores because i think that's definitely something that I'm, i mean myself personally i want to be able to do uh, i mean definitely got a bit of an addiction yeah. with the sport but then i also love the fact that like you say you can go out different levels have a you know 
a handicap. Not we haven't got official handicaps, but I think again we yeah. mentioned it before that you can sort mm -hmm. of have a good gaugement for different apps and that. But it's definitely yeah, fun yeah. to be able to play scrambles, uh, not have a scorecard, and just have a really good yeah. laugh. It's, it, a, it's it, a completely different game, isn't it? Yeah. When you're playing socially, it's a completely different game. Oh, yeah, definitely. But uh, now on the handicap, on the handicap note, I would say that my handicap is based off of an app, and I yeah. think that's something that that people in golf need to get away from a little bit. Is is the game is changing towards being more technology, you know, technology based, and there's more ways you can you can improve yourself. And and if it's if it's by getting a handicap through an app, then it's the best way to go forward. Talking so about, it, go sorry, I was just going to talk about golf and technology. I mean, that, mm. that sort of links quite nicely with uh, the way that Bryson um, Bryson DeChambeau, uh, mm, how topic. he sort of formulates his game. Um, Old B dog. <laughs> yeah, like very. He's a very. He's a, what is he like? Scientist uh, is, is the word yeah. they use, isn't it? In terms, yeah, of he's sort of physics based and uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just to allude, Which, what, what's your thoughts on Bryson? I think that's probably what Callum was going to allude to. Yeah. What, what's your thoughts on Bryson? I mean, so there's there's two answers to the question. As a player, <laughs> yeah. As a player, he is a phenomenal athlete for a start. He trains extremely hard. Um, he bit, hits the ball far enough that people are considering changing the game to combat the distance that he has. Um, so he's got to be respected as a player. I mean, he's a love or hate. He's a polarizing guy, isn't he? Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, I don't really relate to the conversations he has with his caddy about air density or you know coefficients of drag. Of I don't think know, there are many people that can relate to that sort and of stuff. I, I mean, personally, <laughs> I in terms of my my swing and my development, I'm. I, you know, I like to I like to think I'm a relatively long hitter, and I I like to look into the the micro parts of my swing, and I like to look into sort of how to up my swing speed, how to up my ball speed, all that type of stuff. So I relate to him on a lot of things like that. He might not be my favourite player on the tour, but uh, but he's definitely got to be respect, and I think he'll be around for a while as well because he's he's training in all the right ways to be quite to have a long yeah. career. So just just quickly as well, obviously you, you mentioned you're a long hitter. Just for our listeners, just give a bit of context into sort of your height. You know, you, what you what you do sort of in the gym, and then yeah. obviously you're yeah. So is I, it powerlifter? Yeah, yeah. So I'm a competitive powerlifter. Um, I compete to sort of the national national standard. Um, and yeah, I, I hit the ball a relatively long way. So um, what's your average drive? Which is if you were to like actually let's put it this way, if you were to really like sort of rip at a ball, what what would you say you could hit? I mean, the mo I've I've hit balls over 400 yards before. Um, but I, my average course distance would be sort of, you know, between 330 and 350. Um, and I've, you know, I've been, my swing speed, playing swing speed is about 132, 133. And nothing too long, man. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, I'm what ball do you play with? I play a TP5X. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So again, yeah, we, we've had this really conversation, we've had this conversation before about, I would, I, I tend to like soft field balls, especially mm -hmm. around the green. Um, yep. I, I, I would sacrifice yards off the tee to have yep. that feel around the green, and that's kind of what I, what how I play my game because I know I'm not a big hitter. So in the end, I'd rather sacrifice, you know, the extra ten to twenty yards that when I hit the fairway, it, yeah. it actually counts. Um, so that's just that's just my opinion on it. I don't. I, I, I was, yeah, I was going to say there's there's a lot more that goes into. Like if you're really taking it serious and and say you're what is it a low spin or a high spin, there's different golf balls yeah. and all of that. But people don't know that obviously. Yeah, see, I, things... I actually got I actually got fit for a golf ball. Did you? So uh, talk yeah, through that experience. Tell us about that. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I I went and got fitted, um, and you know, I was actually getting fitted for irons, um, and you know shafts, and I was just I was just trying to get an idea of where I should be where I should be sort of gauging what yeah. shaft to use and stuff like that, and. Uh, at the end, we had some extra time, and he's like, "Do you want to have a look at what golf ball you should be using?" Because he noticed that my my swing and my launch characteristics they really they promoted a lot of spin. And mm. um, like on my driver, I was getting like four and a half thousand revs of spin, uh, which is a lot. Um, yeah, a lot. And that yeah. was really limit. That was really limiting my distance. I was getting massive ball speeds, but I was only you know getting the ball out to you know three ten, and that was just and it was stopping. It was coming down at an angle that it was just stopping because the ball was ballooning up in the air. And uh, so what they do, they put you through a number of different, uh, he sort of, he knew immediately I was going to be going for a low spin ball. Um, so things like the, you know, the TP5X or the Pro V1X, things like that. Like balls they're are a, bit a harder, little bit harder. Yeah, they're a little yeah. bit harder in their construction. They've got slightly denser cores and they're, they're just, they're just promoting less spin on the ball. Um, 
and it actually goes against what I prefer feel-wise. I, I, I side on your side, George, that I prefer a softer, softer field ball, especially around the greens. I feel yeah. like, uh, you know, chipping and, and, you know, anything out of sort of 100 yards and less, I, I really feel like I, I noticed nice a big feel. difference going yeah. to a harder ball. Um, but but the numbers didn't, you know, you can't really go against the numbers. When they looked at my wedge, you know, like wedges and stuff like that as well, I was still able to get enough spin on a wedge to uh, to get it to stop and rip a little bit with a, with a TP5X rather than a TP5. So, uh, so yeah, I, I just followed the numbers. I just had to go with what they said. I, I, quite quite interesting as well. I mean, you said you're going for like a low spin ball. I think it's, um, what is it, Callaway brought out a new ball, haven't they? I'm not, I can't remember. It might yeah, be called the Chrome Soft said, yeah. LS, but, uh, but it's, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, the LS, yeah. Yeah, it's just, I just think it's crazy how, like, the technology, I mean, they're not necessarily the most technolog technological, like, you know, advances Sorry. in balls, but the things that they go, I know, that was, that was clever. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> in terms of actually, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just think it's nuts how they can actually go as far as saying, look, this, this little white thing uh, that you're going to hit, you know, it can actually, because, yeah. I mean, me and George, we wouldn't have had a clue like uh, when we first even now we don't necessarily have a clue but it's, like it's just interesting flight. i find i just find it interesting yeah. i just think it's have uh, you ever seen a uh like a classic ball from sort of the the 20s or 30s like the the, the stratas and all of these yeah, other, so yeah they were yeah the ball has got bigger the ball is is now made of a completely different material like they they take i mean it's it is in the end of the day it's you know they say sort of you know you hit your putter the most times in a round yeah so your putter is the most point most important thing if you think about it the thing you hit the most is the ball yeah so uh is that so? That's so true. Yeah. 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 Once think... you start wanting to make a big improvement, you can look at those kind of things. And uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Just just touched on it there about putters. What's your opinion on these big long putters that are sometimes in people's shoulders? What, mm -hmm. What's that about? Do you think that should is that a part of the yeah. game that does need to be changed, or do you think that that's something that's going to? No, stay I don't think. I don't think so. I, what I was don't it? Think it needs to be changed at all. So there was arm. So you've got that. You've got the arm yeah. lock, which um, Bryce uses. Arm lock, which is where the the putter sits sort of flat up your wrist. Which takes yep. all 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 of, like elements of wrist bend out of uh, out of the putting stroke. You've then got a belly putter, which you rest against sort of your sternum. Um, Is that been and banned? That, that has been banned. Um, Adam Scott was one who used that. That was that was taken away. I think you're still allowed to use the longer putters. You're just not allowed to actually anchor it into your body. That was it. You um, can't. So anchor you're allowed it to have it. You're allowed to have it where you're sort of gripping it up at your chest, and you can <laughs> rotate that whole body like that. They're the strange um, putters as well that you see, aren't they? Yeah. The ones who like the double hands and stuff. Yeah, double handles and super long. You know, they're they're crazy. But I, I mean, I don't think that your putting method should be should be limited too much. I also don't think that I know there's there's the driving distance sort of controversy at the moment whether or not they should be limiting driving distance. I really don't think they should. I no. think um, they're developing the game, and I mean, really, really, if you if you want to make it more difficult. Put the tee back twenty yards. There's, you know, I, I, yeah. I, I agree with. I agree with that. To make it harder. Exactly. I think. I think you've got caps, haven't you, on like golf clubs yeah. and stuff like. There's only so far that they can. I mean, you can have like ball speeds on like different drivers yeah. and stuff. Yeah, which and they've I got think things like C, yeah, they've got like CG testing and stuff like that where they yeah. test like the the amount of uh, you know the smash factor of a driver. So you you have sort of a limit up around about one point yeah. five. You got you got drivers that have been made illegal because the faces were actually too hot. Yeah. So there are there are limits that and you, you've got swingless golf athletes, clubs yeah. now, aren't you? Yeah. Well. You have, yeah. 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 They are incredible, aren't they? That's are we cool. going to get one yeah. at some point? Just have a bit of a laugh. Yeah, I think we have to order one of those. Just I mean, you're looking content. at two, you're looking at two grand. I think. <laughs> no yeah. way. You're joking. Yeah, I think. That, I mean, they're technically they a gun. So <laughs> that's a good point, yeah, you know. Yeah. Put spud on the floor. Yeah, exactly. Great. We're going to have to get we're going to have to get one of those, Cal. I think we'll at least try one. I mean, not, I'm not spending two grand I mean, on I've, one. But. I've had a lot of conversations about that club, actually, especially sort of, uh, especially on Instagram. A lot of people have asked that when I've run Q&As and things like that. And mm -hmm. a lot of people are very against it because it takes away the uh, the human element of the game, obviously. You're not really swinging the golf club. But in my opinion, if it, especially for guys who have got things like arthritis or, you know, disabled golfers who can't swing a club, you know, that kind of thing. That's where technology is really, it's making a huge difference 100%, to the game. A hundred percent. I couldn't uh, agree more with that. Yeah, we can't, you can't, you can't encourage that kind of stuff enough. No, I mean, I'm not sure how much I'd like the idea of a, of a gun going <laughs> off behind me while I'm going to hit a drive, but... <laughs> The thing is, cool, is it, it? sort of that stuff's not going to be, it's not obviously never going to be allowed or used in, in a competitive or no, you professional won't see it on format. A competitive tour, but yeah. a lot, I think the idea that you said, if it gets people out on the course enjoying golf, um, talking to their mates, being able to actually get round and 
you know, hit the Absolutely. ball. Absolutely, it's being yeah. able to and compete. I mean, it's being able to compete and not being isolated yeah. within mm. a, a friendship group. If you know, there's nothing worse than obviously being part of a friendship group yeah. and not being able to compete. Yeah, and do what they want. Exactly, like, yeah. and that and that and it's things like that and technology that allows people to do that. And and, and yeah. like like you said, I, I couldn't I couldn't vouch for it, uh, you know, anymore. Let's talk night golf. <laughs> Okay. We we're both we're, we're both big fans of Nike. Um, obviously, yeah, Cameron's a big fan of of Nike. Um, you've seemed to from the, from previous conversations, you seem to have a pretty Nike heavy bag. Yeah, yeah. I've talk got us a, through talk us through I've your got bag. Got a fair few Nike clubs in there. Um, <laughs> so I've got a Nike Vapor Pro driver, um, and I've got it lofted to five degrees at the moment, uh, which I love. It's my favorite club in the bag. That's uh, mental. Five degrees. Because sorry to interrupt, but that is yeah. that the first time I've ever heard that. Like, you know, really? you see they see the usuals, you see the usuals of the nine point fives, ten point fives, eleven point fives, the usual stock settings, which is all I've ever tried, because I know my Nike Vapor driver has I can twist yeah. it, I can t- I yeah, can you've change got, it. You've got a fa- I think you've got two degrees of change on the driver's standard and mm. then I got a I got a uh, a special shaft where they've sort of, the the shaft is slightly bent to, to deal off the club a little bit more. And that was just to uh it's just because I launched the ball very I was going to say, if you're hitting it as far yeah. as Alex, I mean, and that's why Bryson's got a really de-lofted uh, driver as well. Yeah, I mean, you can go you can go even lower. I mean, long drive clubs go down to two degrees. Yeah. I mean, you've got the crank crank drivers, which are two degrees. But it's I the mean, speed they're generating, isn't it? So it's the speed yeah. that they hit it at. And it's, it's, it's how much you... So you've got your attack angle. And uh, so you can, you can be looking at, like, the long drive guys can be looking at, like, plus five degrees of, of attack angle. So that, that means the ball is taking off at... You know, five degrees already. If if you had a flat club, yeah. So uh, if you're adding another nine degrees of loft on that, then you you're launching it too high. Mm. Um, but I mean, I'm not I'm not anywhere near their sort of their land of speed. They uh they generate some serious speed. They, they do. They um, do. So yeah, I've got a Vapor Pro driver, um, mm-hmm. and then I've got a VRS uh, Covert Tour. Um, I think it's the the Tour Two, uh, Fairweywood, uh, which I I like. I've got that in. 15 degrees, I think, which is kind of a, the upper end of a three wood. Um, and then I've got a one iron. Uh, I've got a Callaway prototype one iron. Uh, and then I play the Nike uh, VR blades, uh, the VR pros from four to pitch. And then I've got a weird assortment of, uh, of wedges, none of which are Nike, so I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but I've got uh, a Cobra Trusty Rusty uh, mm-hmm. in 53 degrees. I've got a Vokey 48 and a. Uh, a howitzer 60 degree wedge which was uh handy it's like a hand-me-down uh which was it's come from my grandfather to my dad to me uh, the hand-me-down does that does that still spin yeah. does it spin it, it, uh, so it's made of this really it's 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 not like a, a delicate club at all it, it weighs a ton um i can actually get it hold on I can... <laughs> <laughs> he's going to get it he's going to get it <laughs> it's my pride and joy <laughs> It's always nearby, but it's a a super old, like it's called a Pyrex. Wow, look it's at that! It's a wedge, so it's a, it's it's really it's it's not refined at all. But I've had it reshafted, I've had it regripped, yeah. uh, and it's I could definitely get more spin off of a Nuvoki or a, I, I think I'd probably go for MG twos if I was going to go for wedges right now. Um, but I mean, it's just it just feels familiar in my hands. I, I I think it might have been the club I hit my first ever golf shot with. Yeah. Um, and I'm still using it today. That's a cool thing to so, have, uh, though, isn't it? To know, you know. Yeah, it is. It's cool, and it's um, it's kind of it's one of those you know that I did a philosophy uh, degree at university, um, before my marketing times, and uh, yeah, there's the question like if you replace the handle of a broom, is it still the same broom? This is very questionably <laughs> the same good. club. Um, <laughs> But it's it's hanging on in there, and I really like it. it. I mean, I don't use it for anything longer than maybe seventy yards, mm. for fear of the head flying off. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but it does the job. I mean, it's it's as good as anything out of a bunker that I've ever used. Good. So uh, that's a cool. Yeah, I was right, you so mentioned that you got it. Uh, you got it reshafted. You know, and obviously earlier you said as well about um, what was it? You went for a fitting. So obviously you've got the knife yeah. vapor. What is it? The blade or. Uh, the, uh, the VR Pro, the VR Pro yeah. blades. Did you get that? Have they been reshafted, or do you, have you got? Where did you buy them? Uh, no, I just got them in the stand. So they are they're in a uh, KBS Tour uh, X. So you got some. You got not. Uh, you got some because I don't know how old those clubs are now. Nike clubs. Are, how, would you have got they them are, new? Or, or, uh, no. Uh, yeah. No, I got them secondhand. Okay. So I got them when I restarted golf from university. Yeah. 
and uh, I, I found a, I found a set that fit my uh, fit my specs. Yeah, no, cool. Uh, just quickly, apologize, uh, apologies, not apologize to anyone that is hearing a bit of a crackling because it does keep coming in every now and then. Not it's not too often, but obviously we are working with a remote solution. Um, so yeah, yeah. But um, putter, did I don't, I don't did you mention? Yes, oh, and you, yeah, Newport, Newport two point five. Yeah, and then. I'm assuming that you prefer a bit of a blade rather than a, a mallet sort of style. Person. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I when I first started playing again after uni, yeah. uh, I used a mallet. Um, it was a an Odyssey tank, I think. It was it was right. a horrible putter. I hated it. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I've always got on better with blades. I was gonna. It's, uh, what, obviously, for myself, I've got kind of got like the the TaylorMade Spider S, I believe it is. Yeah, not nice Spider S Navy, haven't you? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so it's a nice putter, that's really nice putter. You you know when you just see people holding a blade, it just looks so cool and I I don't know yeah. whether I'd be able at this moment in time whether it's worth even buying one to to use. I'm not sure. I don't think yeah, because I don't think then necessarily the time of you you've you've got about a year in the game, haven't you? Yeah, it's, I think about eight months, and we've been putting in lockdown, is so. putting is such a putting is such a personal thing. Like I can't I I can't get on with 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 mallets no matter how much I try. It's a feeling, like, isn't I think it? honestly, the extra tech in it and the extra stability that they give. Yeah, you should probably. Everyone should probably be using a mallet, really. Yeah. But if you don't get on with it, then it, it doesn't. It, it doesn't lend it to. Yeah, it doesn't lend you, itself. You to want any to pull it out. Of... You want, you're going to have that feeling of you're going to want to pull it out of the bag as well, aren't you? I feel like a blade gives it. Yeah. I haven't got a blade, but I feel I do want one. I do want that sort of. Uh, you look think at you're going to get one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, I mean, I mean, yeah, and I mean, Scotty putters in general are just beautiful, and. Uh, it, but it doesn't matter. A putter, you can use any putter. You can use a 20 quid putter from, yeah. from Sports Direct. If it gets in the hole, you know, you're putting them in the hole, then who cares, yeah. right? And if you like it, then who cares yeah. what, what putter you're using? It's I, And I mean, it's it's the most personal club in, in the bag as well, because you see the most, you see some really you know, odd putting styles that just work. Yeah. You know, you've got you've got Bryson with his arm lock, and you've got Adam Scott with his with his weird Two double hand, putter. yeah. Yeah, and but and also you've got the you know, the old guy that's using a twenty-eight inch putter that's yeah you know, looks like he's folded it's in half, tiny, putting, yeah, exactly. but he puts it in the hole. It's it's mad, isn't it? And yeah, well, it's, well, it's great. I mean, yeah. Yeah, while we're on those kind of like little, you know, players that tend to have a little difference to their game, what do you think to Matt yeah. Wolf's swing? Oh, he's an athlete. That guy's an athlete. I think I don't know how he hits the ball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I look at him every time and I think, do you know what? That proves to me that yes, yeah. okay, there is a right way to swing a golf club. Yeah, there is there never is a textbook. Yeah, there is a textbook way to swing a golf club. But it's when players like that that do what he does in the manner that he does it. It's almost like, well, is there is there a textbook yeah. way to swing a golf club? And what's yeah. your, what's your opinions on him and, and his and his golf game? Well, so I so he when he was growing up, he played as a baseball player in America, mm-hmm. and so he grew up with this phenomenal ability to hit a ball. Like he's got he's got brilliant brilliant hand eye coordination, and his the the little pump he does towards uh, towards the target line it comes from his coach because he he was getting stuck at impact so he was yep. he was sort of blocking the ball out because he wasn't getting his hips through, so his coach was telling him to get to that point where he'd be hitting the ball and showing that before he started the swing, and that ended up becoming a little tick he does before he hits any full shot, and so all the little intricacies of his swing, this weird outside takeaway that loops round, that that almost mimics the takeaway of a baseball bat. Yeah. You know the yeah. way they they flourish the bat at the top, and I mean, it's just pure hand-eye coordination. It's brilliant. Have you ever tried to hit a shot with that swing? No, I actually <laughs> haven't. I want to though. I think I, we've tried to do honestly, it at the range a couple of times. We've tried. We've had a bit of a laugh with it, and I think because that's all you can do. There's no point I mean, taking it's, anything it's incre- like that seriously. It's incredible. It's it's such a difficult swing to emulate because mm. it's just it's coming from his body. It's just his way of swing. That's the thing. Yeah. And it's it's similar as well. So, I mean, like we were talking about Bryson DeChambeau. He's got these extremely locked out arms and a very weak left hand. Like swinging like him, you I mean, you're almost destined to hit a block no matter what you do. But he mm. somehow manages to get it go straight. Yeah. You then got Rory McIlroy, who's got the prettiest swing on tour. And, Beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 those are three completely different swings. With guys who are broadly playing the same golf, yeah. you know they're they're all hitting it a long way. They're all scoring really good scores, and it it, it doesn't matter how you do it as long as you hit the ball straight. That's the thing, and I think I mean, you mentioned about uh, Matt's Matt's coach. It's, what is what's his name? He's quite famous, isn't he? I think like, I say famous. I'm not sure off the top of my so head. So it's like yeah, George, George George something. I think it's like George Gankus or so. It might be yeah, George Gankus. Like that, yeah. But he, I think he's is he the guy we follow on Instagram. Yeah. So his his sort of the philosophy that... is that I'm going to take the swing that you've got. 
and there's there's yeah. like a, there's like three key points that basically where all golfers uh, you might swing it differently but the idea is to say they all have you have to hit those points exactly yeah. so it's like yeah, like, yeah. so if, he does that weird backswing but he ends up in the same sort of backswing position he ends up in the perfect exactly position, yeah. and then obviously he's downswing really it, the, the only strange part of his swing is that that you know that like that loop around that little start, cut, yeah, yeah the tick but yeah. then but that that tick as well is him like getting ready to he knows the feeling he yes, should be it's in an impact simulating impact exactly yeah. Yeah. so it's like he, he's turning his hips through impact and that's how he knows if he's going to strike the ball well I just think it's quite. Yeah. I think it's clever, and I think it's it's definitely. I think it's great. I mean, I think it's great. Yeah, and it's cool. Yeah. It's have, you got, have you guys got? A, have you guys got a swing crush on tour? Like uh, uh, somebody you want to emulate? Oh, do you know I, what? I, are you, when somebody asks this question, I always say, "Do you know what? It's probably Rory." But even when, hmm. after just watching the players, right? I'm you know I'm probably biased because he's just won it, but I'm a big fan of JT. I'm a huge. After watching that, I think his his swing again Who? is just. Um, Justin Thomas. Oh, Justin Thomas, right? Yeah, he's I'm got just, a brilliantly effortless swing, hasn't he? It's just lovely to watch when it, yeah. wherever his drive, his wedges, his, his short game, even his putting. And it's, it's just he, he's my kind of tour crush, I think, at the moment. He, his swing is is, is great. Mm-hmm. I think I feel like everyone everyone on tour has got a cool swing. I think the prettiest swing I completely agree with Alex. It's got to be Rory. The way that it's like the speed. That's yeah, like if you were to pick, yeah, it's yeah. everything. If you if you if you picture a golf swing, I think the one I think of, like if you were to like, if you want, if someone wanted to show, or even Tiger to that extent, I feel like Tiger's yeah, probably yeah. just a slower, yeah. slower version of Rory. But um, in a sense, is like if you can picture, he's also older. Though. Exactly, exactly. It's <laughs> yeah. a perfect golf swing, though. I think that those are the two that I think of. The one that I've been looking at recently, because in my game at the moment, I know that I've got to work on is just like I've got a good takeaway. It's using my clearing my hips for impact, so actually turning the mm-hmm. whole way through. So mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm like, I, I always like screen record swings on like Instagram and like, slow them down. Oh yeah, I'm honestly I'm I'm useless for that. I think I think my phone memory must be eighty percent. Literally, my mind is fully. <laughs> I think I'm storing stuff on iCloud now. I've gone to that that extreme, but it's um yeah, I think it's quite interesting. I was I'm looking at Adam Scott, funnily enough, the one the one that we talked about, mm-hmm. but he's just because the way that he ends up on sort of. I don't know, his left heel quite significantly. Like He's like leaning on like, on half of his left foot. It's just interesting mm-hmm. to see stuff like that. But No, I'd say, yeah, Tiger or Rory in terms of aesthetics. They are the prettiest swings. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're just stunning, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. And like, yeah. It's a completely different game as well. Bryson, like, though, like it's you a completely said, different game they play. It is, yeah, definitely. Uh, one day, George, we'll get there, don't you worry. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, Bryson's swing, like you say, he just... He blocks out the left side, doesn't it? It just doesn't. It's, oh yeah. It, it, there's no. There's he's no chance using, of him hitting the left shot. He's just using. Yeah. I mean, he does a lot of uh, a lot of his training revolves around like core core rotation. Yeah. So like using using those core muscles to really whip his body through this range of motion. Then if you start adding at that speed that he's generating, if you start adding in too many moving parts with things like flicking your wrists yeah. or or you know trying to drop it inside with your arms. That that's just going to add like if it, it makes his miss too big. Yeah. So the reason he does that really locked out for like sort of swing is he knows that if he's going to block it right. Yeah. That's always his miss is right if he if he's, and he has if his, he's like left well. elbow straight to the target as he's hitting the ball isn't yeah. it everything like that. That's because of his weak yeah he's got super super weak left hand. Is that, is that what it is? So that means yeah so that means you're you're going to struggle to close that club face. Yeah. So what he needs to do by le- by leading with that elbow it gives the club face more time to get closed. And uh, it's it's almost like a like hitting a like a cover drive in, yeah. in cricket. Like he's he's really holding it off, and it's 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 weird. I couldn't swing like that. No. Alex, I'm assuming obviously you've watched the GM golf videos or the good golf good, good golf videos with Bryson yeah. and in the gym. It's quite interesting, isn't it? I don't know. Have you seen the one where they go for the workout? I think I've seen bits of it. Yeah, yeah I think I've seen bits. Of like it. you say the, the weight he's lifting through his core and like his back and stuff. Yeah, it's, because it's it, and it, it it surprised me as well. I I from coming from a sort of weightlifting background, mm. if I was to I've done a bit of coaching myself, and if I was to try and increase somebody's uh, swing speed and and distance, obviously you would start with things that mimic a golf swing, which is like you know rotational yeah, movements. Rotation. But I would I would. I would be building a massive squat and a massive deadlift and things like that. But he doesn't seem to really focus on that at all. He's just focusing on the only thing that he wants is a fast golf swing. Yeah, all that's and, a thing. Uh, Which all comes from the core, he, essentially. He does it, doesn't, doesn't he? Like, yeah, and he does it. That turn, and like you say, if you're thinking, if you think quick and powerful, you automatically you jump to the exercises of like, 
your core body like power movements such as deadlift uh your i don't even know like shoulders as well i don't know when i think of golf swing you use you know a bit of shoulders out it is mad oh yeah yeah absolutely yeah and it, he's i mean but he's he's a freak to be able to swing it as fast as he does without using you know like like sort of a the majority of go- of of your speed in a golf swing yeah. normally comes from like releasing the club you know yeah, like yeah. like getting that whip with the club and that comes from your wrists and he doesn't use any wrists like he's just all of his speed is coming from this this extreme body rotation and it is it's it's amazing to see like he, if he if he had like a more standard golf swing moving that fast i mean i mean he'd be he'd be a world long drive competitor oh. like yeah, I mean, you look at like you look at Carl Berkshire, who works with him quite closely. He's he is swinging, you know, 155 Stupidly miles an hour. Stupidly quick, yeah. and I mean, I mean, he's doing that. You can see he releases the club with so much speed, and his and his wrists are moving so. Have you fast seen the slow mos as well? Where he's like at that top position, uh, where he's like fully rotated around, and then it's just his body before his his arms even move. His body's like everything goes facing yeah. the target, and then he's like slingshot. It's 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 incredible. It's an incredible, yeah. It's, inc- it's timing, I mean, that I like you know. That's timing. I'm quite proud of my my driver swing speed, and I can yeah. sort of sit in the one thirties. Yeah, if I'm swinging pretty hard That's on the quick. course, yeah. there is a yeah, huge quick. difference between. Being a fast, you know, swinger of a golf club, you know, in terms of, like, a, yeah, I, you know, I hit the ball a long way in terms of a normal golfer. Yeah. But compared to those guys, it is a huge difference. Like, definitely. Getting from like one thirty to one forty is a massive jump, and then from one forty to one forty-five is. Thing is, is though, it's it's such small like, things in your swing as well that after yeah. a while add up to big incremental changes in how quickly you swing the golf club, isn't it? As it absolutely, yeah. It's it. Yeah, no, he's. It, I mean, it's. So, it, I find it so impressive watching those guys swing a club. Oh, like, yeah, definitely, it's incredible. I think it's quite good as and well. To, be able to actually hit the ball at the end of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think yes. <laughs> I think it was quite good as well. Is you know these like top tracer ranges? Obviously, I think we did mention this uh, briefly in the first fail um, that we had, but was about. Um, you know they are quite accurate to a certain a certain extent. Yeah, yeah they're pretty. They've close. been tested. They're not too far off. I think it was quite good. Is that they do say your ball speed, um, which obviously comes off the club, and the ball speed is typically linked with how you know your your club speed. I think it was yeah. quite good. Is um, for myself, obviously, I know that when I started off, it was like a fairly slow ball speed. It must have been. I say slow. It was like one fifty five, which yeah. averaging two two sixty. But actually, when you when you start changing things in your swing and start learning a bit more, you know, does, does you, jump, it, yeah. you, you do notice what what works to increase it, that yeah, speed? Yeah, ball speed's a really good one. Ball speed's a really good one to to, to justify whether or not a swing changes work. Yeah, because you know, I mean, you look at you know Bryson, you look at Rory, they're hitting their eight times with 140 mile an hour ball speed, yeah. <laughs> and that is because they're hitting that ball really, really well. Mm. And you know, I don't I don't get ball speeds like that. So if you can edge up towards their ball speeds and you see, okay, I normally hit my seven iron at 120 mile an hour ball speed, and then you start seeing 122, 123, you know you're hitting that ball better. The, and uh, it's it's really the good. one thing you've got to bear in mind as well though is you, you, although you might be getting quicker, it's how accurate you can be whilst being where the ball goes exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I want to just. I want to just take it into a slightly different direction because I'm mindful yeah. of time and I don't want to obviously. Yeah. I want to get the. I want to bring you know something a bit of a different angle to the podcast and a bit of yeah. a different angle for the audience. But I want to talk about branding and I think, f- branding, from, yeah, f- yeah f- branding and the likes of um, Team Taylor Made and what Callaway are doing now in that mm-hmm. kind of influencer marketing place, if you yeah. will. What branding means to me is essentially mm-hmm. is reputation, and that's what brand. It's not logo. It is logo to a degree. To a degree, but. You know, yeah. I understand branding from reputation. I don't. I wouldn't buy tailor-made clubs. I want to buy tailor-made clubs because of Team Tailor-Made. I want to buy. Yeah. I bought Nike clubs because I was a massive fan of their brand, and I wanted mm-hmm. Nike stuff in my bag. So where where do you kind of sit on that branding front, and what, what's it? Where does it kind of sit with you? So when you say brand and branding uh, comes down to reputation, you're ab- you're absolutely right. A lot of people who don't sort of uh know too much about marketing or if they're or you know you know younger yeah younger kids or whatever whenever you're whenever you're introducing the idea of branding the best way the the best way to show it is obviously it's recognize how how your brand is recognized and that does come down to things like logo and 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 taglines and all that but in golf i think branding goes a step further because like you said you bought nike golf clubs because you're a fan of nike and 
So there, there's an element to golf clubs that isn't just the tech inside them. It's it's the what you associate with them when you're when you're buying them. And I you know I bought Nike golf clubs because I associate that with you know they've got Tiger on their team. Yeah, they don't anymore. Obviously, they don't make golf clubs anymore. But when I was coming back, you know, they you know Tiger Woods is associated with Nike. Rory McIlroy is associated with Nike. So I know they're getting the best players in the game. And now it's now it's Team Taylor made. You know, they've got. Team TaylorMade are giving out that elite status that comes with their clubs. You know they're trying to make the clubs for the best players in the world. You've got, you know, you've got Rory, you've got, you've got Dustin Johnson, you've got, you know, Tommy Fleetwood, all these fantastic players. Tiger as well. Who, yeah, Tiger, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, you've got all these fantastic players who are looking for the best clubs in the game. So if you can get the same clubs as them, you know you're probably, you're probably going to be well set. Whereas Callaway, they're trying to make themselves look more approachable and they're, they're probably looking for the players who are coming into the game without too much of a golfing knowledge you know especially people coming in from lockdown who are, who are starting golf to be able to do a sport with their friends they might not know that much about you know who tommy fleetwood is or who rory mcelroy is but they recognize people like steph curry from yeah. basketball who's, and gm you know, golf, a global right. superstar or am i right in yeah, saying gm yeah. golf okay now kit yeah, help GM with callaway clubs some, yeah they've done some work with uh, with callaway and uh it, it's that sort of that sidestep away from the the elite players of golf they obviously still have john rahm and they've got phil mickelson and but that sidestep where they're where they're bringing in other names who are recognizable to other people you can see their brand is trying to be more of a golf clubs for everybody type brand and you know you've got you've got heritage brands like titleist and wilson who who brand their clubs based off the fact that they've been making golf clubs for hundreds of years and they've got that hundreds of years of experience of making the best clubs in the game that brand is is actually, it's not just their their logo. It's not just their their taglines. It's the very thing you think about when they when you think about Titleist or or you think about TaylorMade or Callaway or Ping or, you know, and like Ping Ping's one for instance. That's quite an interesting one. Is their whole thing is based around clubs, you know, designed for you, and you know, personalizable for you. They've got the yeah, I know. I can see Cal's wearing a Ping uh, a Ping hat. And, uh, he loves that hat. He's always yeah, got that, that hat on. He never takes it my head shape. I've got a massive me head, so yeah, it works. That's right, me too. <laughs> so their uh, so their their clubs are you know they've got the color dot they've got the the dot system, which means you've got you know I don't know how many off the top of my head, but there's you know, a few. There's about seven or eight. I eight, think. eight, and yeah, I think it's probably eight. Um, they're you know different options of the same club. You know different lofts and lies, and to make it perfect for you without a fitting, so you can say, oh, okay, I'm six foot four. And there's a 36-inch gap between my wrist and my and the floor when I stand in their position. That means I need a black dot. You know, I, I, those are all completely random. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that that's yeah. It, it, the the idea of branding in golf is is more than just what your brand looks like. It, it's the thing that people think about with golf clubs when they look at, when when they think about your brand. And that element is important because there's more to golf clubs than just what they do. It's how you think about them when you're holding them, how you look down and you think, okay, I've got a Nike golf club. That That's something more than just how it performs. It's, you know, so, it's that extra thing, you know? So with that said then, do you think that with the likes of what Team TaylorMade are doing and what Callaway are doing, do you think that mm. what Callaway are doing in that influencer space and what TaylorMade are doing in that elite athlete space, that could limit TaylorMade's kind of... It, it could limit how many people are seeing TaylorMade as a brand when just starting golf. Yeah, I mean, see, this is the thing. I mean, golf is so accessible at the moment that I I think if, if you'd asked me this normally, when, you know, maybe, it may, you know, just before, before lockdown started and golf was a little bit less mainstream, I would have said yes. But now golf is one of those sports that is kind of thriving and everyone wants to be watching golf so nowadays i'd actually probably say i think taylor made are are starting to creep up that market just by using that elite status as of having the best players but i do think that social media space their 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 team taylor made tagline that we're, they're all using to describe it that is they are still very active in social media so people are getting to know the best players in the game bef- probably before they start watching golf like they're seeing it on Instagram, they're seeing players, you know, yeah. promoting the clubs using that hashtag, and they're they understand these are the best players in the game before they necessarily watch them playing golf. Mm-hmm. So I, I consume a lot of YouTube content, and you've worked with YouTubers in the past. Do you feel yeah. that that space is definitely growing a lot more than oh, throughout lockdown, or just in general? Did you see that coming anyway? Yeah, I think just in general. I mean, 
previous you know before lockdown the the way the way that youtube works is you can go there and fight and learn anything effectively you know you've got you've got tutorials on everything outside of golf you've got you know i don't know how to play guitar or how to yeah, mm -hmm. how to saw a piece of wood. I don't know. <laughs> whatever, whatever yeah. other people do. And, uh, yeah. But the, what we do because we're into golf, we we look at how how can I how can I draw a golf ball more? How can I hit the ball further? And these these influencers, you know, you, you've got to call them what they are. They they they're influencers. They've changed the game because they are, or uh, you know, arguably as popular as the best professionals in the game. You've got guys like GM Golf. You've got guys like Rick Shields and Peter Finch and. You know, all all these guys, they've got you know thousands and thousands of followers. You know, millions in in the case of Rick Shields. I know he actually hit a million this year, mm -hmm. and uh, that is a lot of people that he is influencing. And he's and he's you know he start his channel started with you know with instruction and and things like that. So that new players are going to be looking up and seeing his videos on how to hit a drive straight or how to hit it further. Yeah. And now he's also reviewing clubs as well, so it's going to change the retail space as well because Definitely. people are going to go into go into shops or online stores with a with a perception that okay, Rick Shields or Peter Finch said this driver isn't so good. Yeah, I'm not going to look at that one. And I mean that's true. They do they do I mean, yeah, they do have a big influence on that. You know, and you I feel like especially let's say Rick Shields, I feel like he's built up a bit of a like a rapport with his audience into the fact that. You can almost trust what he what he's, well, you do. You, you yeah. trust what he says because do. he doesn't yeah. get paid. I mean, I know he, I know he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't work with a brand. Yeah, and that is such a good move, in my opinion. I mean, I mean, yeah, he he has he has changed his his channel outlook massively yeah, by definitely. by distancing himself from branding because he can be that impartial audience and say, you know, this club is just rubbish. You know, yeah, compared yeah. or 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 he can say, you know, like. I know the the one I saw recently was he he reviewed I think it was the Wilson D nine, which is a a driver that they're they're releasing that's sort of it's undercutting the competition. It's you know a couple of hundred pound cheaper I think than the than the mainline drivers. Yeah, I think I saw this too. And you know he's saying these this club is is actually is worth a look. You know mm -hmm. when when personally even myself working in the golf in you know working in the golf industry, I would never think to buy a Wilson driver. No, no. But he's saying you know. This club is worth a look, and it's two hundred quid cheaper than the Sim Two. I'm gonna pay attention because, oh, yeah. like everybody else at the moment, I've got no money, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I want to spend two hundred and fifty quid on a driver, not four hundred and fifty. You know, yeah. so yeah, I think I think it's it's really it's it's changed the game just by just by changing the way people look at look at golf. You know, they they do. You're you are right. They take golf in from YouTube nowadays. Yeah, yeah agreed. They obviously there are record watchers of the PGA and European Tour as well, but. YouTube golf is actually a thing now. It really yes. is. Definitely, I agree. I agree. Um, I think we should finish with a quick fire round. If I'm honest, okay. I think we can. Okay. I think we should because it, it's always a it's always a great bit of fun. So, right. question number one: mm -hmm. What's the first app you open in the morning? Uh, Instagram. Instagram. What's your dream four ball? Dream four ball. Okay. Uh, Ian Poulter for the fashion. Uh, <laughs> Rory McIlroy for the swing crush. And I mean, it's got to be Tiger. Yeah. You've got to. I think it, yeah. It's got to be, hasn't it? Really, it's got Tiger be. when his when his legs all fixed up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he's well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Dream caddy. Dream caddy. I mean, I you know I can give you two answers. Probably my dad. In mm -hmm. in reality, he knows my game best. He taught me to play golf completely from the beginning. So yep. uh, you know, I've never had lessons except from him, and he was a very good golfer in his time. Uh, so yeah, probably him. If I was to pick a dream caddy, oh, I'd probably go with actually, I'd, yeah, I'd go with uh, George Bryan, you know, from Bryan Bros Golf. Yeah, okay, okay. So he yep. he caddied for his brother Wesley. Um, so I know he's a professional. Um, I know, <laughs> he's, a I know he's a good well. golf because he's a he's a fantastic golfer in his own right. Yeah, and uh, and uh, yeah, and I, I like watching his videos as well, so I can have a little bit of a fangirl moment, you know. <laughs> he does. He does That's some cool right. content, actually. I do like that guy. Yeah, yeah he's really good. Yeah. That's a bit more. Of a, I like. I like watching him because it, it's it's a it's a step up from the rest of the guys. I think on. Yeah. He he plays a different level of golf. Yeah, he's, he's good guys. quality. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we we'll probably touched on this already, and it's probably going to be quite easy for you to answer. But favorite current tour player? Probably Rory. I you know I mean 
I, I have a lot of uh, he likes Rory. A lot he of a lot Rory. of respect for him. I, I mean, I, I went to university in Belfast, so I played Hollywood Golf Club, and I've been around where he lives and stuff. And uh, but uh, other than that, probably I like Victor Hovland. Um, big fan of uh, Alex Noren. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of a yeah, lot of like players. Alex uh, Noren. And I also I I, I also like you. Know, you got to look at old Westy oh. Lee Westwood. He's uh, he's right he up there at the top great. of the game. He's, he played. I, mean, he, he played I like the look of his. I like the look of his swing as well. I really like the look he's of his. He's got lovely swing. Yeah, yeah. Mm. he's a fantastic player. And uh, yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah. Don't get me started on my favourite tall players. I, I, <laughs> I can list about twenty-five of them. Right. Next question, quick before you do get started on it. Average drive distance. Uh, well, we've touched on that. It's about about three forty. Nike or Adidas? <laughs> Netflix or YouTube? Uh, I watch too much YouTube, but probably Netflix. <laughs> one course for the rest of your life, what is it? I can only play one course. One course for the rest of your life, what oh, is wow. it? Okay. Am I allowed? Um, is it is it easily accessible? Am I any course, any course, and you can any have it course. in your backyard if you wanted. Oh my word! Yeah. Okay. Uh, probably Tory Pines. Uh, nice. Or actually, uh, I played. Um, if it was courses that I played, Kingswood Golf Club in the south of England is just stunning yeah. wow okay great stuff putting or driving I prefer driving but I practice putting a lot more <laughs> great answer and um, I need to because I'm rubbish at putting <laughs> agreed me too yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fill in the blank this podcast has been great awesome Wee. lovely <laughs> that's always a cheesy one to finish on isn't it yeah. <laughs> no but again i really appreciate you uh you you coming back and, and doing the second round of this podcast because i know it's uh the first Hopefully one we had let's, I'm yeah, hoping, let's, oh God, yeah let's hope God. i'm hoping this one has worked i've tried george everything. george has not given me some easy <laughs> editing skills yet <laughs> i have uh i've tried everything so i'm hoping this God damn yeah. works. I hope it does. But no, Alex, if you need I... me to come in again, I'm, I'm happy to. And, it, and if you need to cut some, I started rambling on about branding. So uh, if if you want that's to cut, fine. A we'll, we'll, what we'll do, fine. Alex? We'll, we'll talk about it at the end, don't worry. But yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, where where can people find you at the moment, Alex? Are they on, on Instagram? What, what's your Instagram? Uh, well, my Instagram is Airbnb Fit, but it's uh, it's it's a lot of gym stuff. So unless you're interested in me lifting weights, that's uh, I hit a few, I hit a few golf balls on there as well. So. Uh, Nice, but they can, they, can, they can drop you a message on that account.